Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I would like to thank you girls, you ladies, you powerful, powerful women of God. Powerful. Powerful, Demetria. Powerful, Joelle and Dean. Powerful. In the name of Jesus. Healing. Healing. Thank you. I want to introduce Brandy. I don't know, y'all. Brandy's precious. Precious. And, and I hesitate to use that word because that sounds somewhat almost childlike, but a precious stone is something that has untold value, and that's our sister Brandy, a great value. So, Miss Brandy. Thank you, Jesus. Before I do anything else, <laughs> I have to do this. God's been requiring me to do things not real comfortable. He told me to come stand right up there. I wanted to come stand over there. And he said, nope, get in the middle. And then right before the praise and worship was over, he told me to get on my knees, and I hesitated. And then I lost my chance. But I want to get out of my comfort zone because God told me he's going to take us deeper. But if we want to go deeper, we got to not be comfortable. I give you praise, Lord. I give you glory. I give you honor because you are so worthy, God. It's nothing in me. It's not about us, God. It's about you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I welcome you, Lord. I thank you that you are already here. You are already here, God. You are already speaking. You are already moving. You are already touching, God. Thank you, Lord, for coming in, Lord. We honor you. We worship you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. You are so wonderful, Lord. You are so good. Thank you, Jesus. You know, every single song today was confirmation for me. I want to start by saying I have not been behind a pulpit in a year. There was a time that I didn't know if I would be ever again. But God's promises are true and he doesn't change. But I learned some valuable things in this ministry. I'm just going to talk about me for a minute. Because I've learned that. 
I can get this, I can get a good word, I can get a good word, but we've learned in this ministry that when we get real and we talk about ourselves, that there's power in that. But one thing I want to say is that when I was seeking God about this word, I learned something valuable a long time ago in this ministry that you have to go past the surface. And I was in my car and I was driving and I said, God, I'm nobody. I don't have anything to give these people. Look what I've just been through. Look what I'm in right now. I don't have anything, God. But I had to go past that. So I'm driving in my car, and this is what I do. Because I can stay in, I'm nobody, God. I don't have anything to give, God. They all see the mess that I've been in. They all see what I've been living in. I can stay in that. Or I can keep pushing. Sato Koramasi Kiande. He also Tokoramasi Kiande. He no 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 Masi Kiande. Abasi Anaurama Kiande. Next thing you know, his life springs forth, and it's not me anymore. Oh, my Jesus, it's not me anymore because it's myself. No, I don't have anything to give, but he does. He does. So that happened, I don't, because I pray in my car all the time. And I think I do that because I know that's where I won't get disturbed because there's always somebody going to walk in and out. So I've been driving. I babysit kids all day long, and then I get off, and I get in my car, and I drive, and I know people see me think, what is wrong with that idiot, you know, got tears slinging everywhere, you know, but then, like I'm prophesying in my car, <laughs> Jesus, so, y'all, and I'm real bad, I'm going to tell you, I'm real bad with the notes, I got a whole lot of them, <laughs> I write them down, but for some reason, when I try to go to them, I get lost, <laughs> I don't know why I'm that way, but I'm going to try. I may use them, I may not. But this is the word that God gave me. I was in my bathroom. He speaks to me all the time in my bathroom. Don't ask me why, but he does all the time. So I'm in my bathroom. I'm sorry, this is the New Living Translation. It's not King James, but this is the, the translation he gave it to me in. So he said, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Well, okay, I'm thinking, yeah, that sounds great. It's not helping the storm I'm in. I know you said you would be with me, God. But then he zoned in on the word go. When you go through deep waters, some of us get in the deep waters and then we sit down and we cry and then we run back to the shallow waters because that's too much. We can't take all that. But he said when you go, when you look up the word go, 
It means move from one place to another. Leave. Depart. Leave that circumstance you're in. When I had to get in my car and Shande, Yorobasikiyotorobasiyande, I had to do that until I left one place and I went to another where Jesus was. So he said, when you go through deep water, so we got to move out of our circumstances where Jesus is. But then he started talking to me about the deep water. We say all the time, take us deeper, God. Take us deeper, God. We're over here standing in a puddle. Take us deeper, God. We're like in a little kiddie pool or something. Take us deeper, God. But when that storm hits, all we want to do is pray and ask Jesus, rebuke this storm. Take this storm away. Take me out of this storm. But sometimes he calls you in the storm. Because if we want to go deeper in him, we got to go through some deep waters. And there's some stuff in those waters. He said right here, when you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. Okay, but that's if we keep hold of Jesus, though. Sometimes when the storm hits, we start thinking, okay, how am I going to do this alone? I don't have any help, whether it be a job. Oh, look, do you know how many jobs I applied for? <laughs> like, but it was me, not saying that you shouldn't just do what you can do. I'm not saying that. But, like, I would apply for jobs, apply for jobs, because it was out of desperation. I've got to do this. I've got to get some help. Instead of seeking God, but then whenever I had woke up from sleep, I saw this little business card. It said, Brandy's Babysitting Service. And I'm like, I don't know, which I never did make a business card. Maybe I should have. But I just followed that. Not saying that I'm going to stay in that. I actually felt like it would be temporary. But I've learned if you walk through the doors that God opens for you, he will open more. But it can't be your plan, your way, and you trying to figure it out. you got to follow him. So we have to ask him. So if we haven't even been seeking him about his plan, then maybe God isn't there with us in that. When we wonder, why is this happening? We're in the middle of this, this storm. These waves are crashing. But maybe he's not exactly in there with us in that because we didn't ask him in the first place. <clears throat> so we say, God... Take us deeper. We want God to take us deeper. We sing it all the time. Take us deeper. But you know, deeper does, does not always feel comfortable and secure. When you go out in those deep waters, you don't really know what's going to happen. I think about when we go to the beach, I mean, you see all the people up here, Right? I'm one of them. I like to just splash my feet in the water, build sandcastles. But out there, it's kind of scary because we don't know what's in there. Years ago, a long time ago, I always laugh at this. I don't know if you remember, but Pastor Dan and Pastor Robert took me to the beach in Pensacola, and we was putting these goggles on, using this scuba gear. You remember that? We were taking turns because we only had one, so we were taking our turns, and we were going under. 
I'm going to look under the water. Now it's your turn. You look under the water. Well, she looks under the water, and she was like, ah! Randy, there's a crab right by your feet with his pictures out doing this. Well, I don't even think my feet hit the bottom because I was gone back to the shore, like, so fast. I did not want any more of that water. I didn't want what was in that water, but that's what we do. We say, God, take me deeper. Take me deeper, God. Take me deeper. And then that storm hits. And then, I mean, there's, there's snakes in the river. There's all kinds of stuff out there. But when we see that coming at us, it's like, let me run back to the shallow water. Let me play around in the shallow water. Woo, I got you, Jesus, because we want the feel goods. It doesn't always feel good, but we're going somewhere. Look, we cannot go deeper in God without going through those deeper waters. It's not going to happen. You can't have both. Like we can't stay on the surface in shallow water and have a deeper experience with God. It doesn't work that way. If we want a deeper relationship with him and to really know him and who he is, we're going to go through some stuff. We got to be willing to go through the deep. You know, the deep can be lonely. Way out there. It's isolated. It's not a really popular place to be all the time. But we got to stay committed. I know I'm probably going all over the place, but I'm reminded now this was in 2017 because I was a part of this ministry for a long time, and I left a little bit, and God brought me back, because he'll do that. (laughs) But I believe it was my last service here. I was standing right over there, and first, Pastor Casey comes to me, and he said, Brandy, I see you as a ship on this water, and the waves are crashing against you. You're getting tossed to and fro. You're getting beaten and battered, but he said, you're stronger than you know. Let those waves crash. Let them toss you, but you can't be moved. Okay, so first, I get that, well, then here comes, I'm sorry, Pastor Robert, he was elder when I left. Y'all have patience with me, I'm sorry. We're creatures of habit. (laughs) I'm trying to learn everybody's titles. So, I mean, no dishonor. Pastor Robert, he come to me and he said, he may not remember this either, but he said, I see these big, huge roots coming out of your feet. Like they look like tree trunks. He said they were big, big roots. And Jesus spoke to me right then, and he said, No matter what the storm, stay rooted in me. Okay, I know I left a place because I don't do everything right, but I stayed rooted in Jesus. I did that. So God gave me this scripture right here, Mark 4, 35 and 36. It says, And the same day, When the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him 
even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. Again, God zoned in on the word. They took him. They took him. When you look up the word to take, it means lay hold of something, reach for and hold. They took Jesus in the storm. When they went out on that water, they took him. So we have to take Jesus with us in our circumstances. The problem is we get in the midst of our circumstances and we forgot Jesus. We go to the altar and we pray, God, fill me up. God, fill me up. Fill me up. He does that, and then we just go off and leave him. And then we make our own choices. We go try to find our own way. We didn't take him anywhere. You know, sometimes we have to leave the crowds behind because the deed calls us to sanctify and to separate. Sometimes our lives look like a fierce storm. Sometimes we create the storm ourselves. And then ask Jesus to deliver us out of the storm. Come rebuke these waves and this wind for me when I put myself there. (laughs) But Jesus does not excuse the storm. We can have Jesus, but we're still going to have the storm. But we're going to go through the storm either way. That's another thing I learned here. What was it we used to say? You can have it with anesthesia or not. But you're going to go through it either way. We're going to go through the storm. So do we want to take hold of Jesus and make sure we got a hold of him in the storm? Because think about what it is you're attached to. If you're holding on to something that's full of fear, And full of worry, then you're holding on to the wrong thing. It's only when we take a hold of Jesus and stay in hold of him that we're going to have that peace. Jesus. So Jesus, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. We all know that. But you know, we're also led by the Spirit into the storm sometimes. So he can take us through and that we can be what he called us to be. There's always a purpose. I was thinking about whenever they were in the boat and Jesus fell asleep. And this storm hits and they're all going crazy. Jesus, 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 Jesus. So they're freaking out at this storm because they're like, Jesus don't even care if we're going to drown. We feel like that sometimes. Jesus, don't you see what I'm in right now? Don't you even care? Don't you even care that I'm drowning, God? Why won't you come take me out of this storm, God? Why won't you come rebuke this storm and take me out of this storm, God? That's what we do. We think he left us. that He forgot us. But then when they get, they wake him up from his sleep and Jesus is like, You wake me up for me to focus on this storm? You want me to look at this storm you're in? The storm doesn't take Jesus by surprise. Because a lot of times he led us there. Jesus. But sometimes 
if we don't see him working, we think he left. We think we're going to drown. And Jesus just waiting on us to take hold of him. Because what did he say when they first got in the boat? Let me go back to it real quick. What did he say? And the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over into the other side. He done told them we're going to the other side. If you take me, they took Jesus. So if we take Jesus, we're going to go to the other side. He already told them we're going to go to the other side. But we get out there in the middle of the storm and we forgot to take Jesus. And then we're like, "Uh uh-oh. Now what am I going to do? Just because we can't see it doesn't mean he's not working. Look, in the shallow water, it's not deep enough to need him. Do we really need him in the shallow water? I mean, we can stay in control in the shallow water. We don't even know how, have to know how to swim. We can just, you know, play around. We don't really need him. You know, some of us used to really, really hear God, and now we've got at a place that we only hear the waves crashing around us, and that's it. When Jesus had done said, I'm taking you to the other side, so we got to keep holding him. And this sounds so funny, but God does this to me sometimes. I'm going to tell you, this was a battle. I've been through a battle this past week. It was one thing after the other, but I, I chose to stay and go through those deep waters because I know somebody needed this because it's not about me. It's not. But when I got here this morning, let's see where I'm at. I get confused here. I always park over here and come in that door. We're creatures of habit. I've done it for years. So I get here and the door's locked. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just sit in my car, hang out for a minute. Somebody will come unlock this door in a minute. And then I've seen somebody pull in. But I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, go to the other side. Now, that seems so simple. But he had already been speaking to me about going to the other side. And sometimes we've got to obey him in those little things. <laughs> Pastor Robert used to always say, he's not going to ask you to do those big things until you do the little things first. If you've never clapped your hands, do that. If you've never raised your hands, do that. Then I think he said little by little, he got out of that pew into the aisle. Then he was up in the front because it's little by little. That's why he kept taking me out of my comfort zone when he told me, I'm like, somebody's going to go to the front in a minute. That's what we do. Somebody's going to go to the front. As soon as they do, I'm going. I'm going to go with them. But I felt the anointing drawing me to the front. But we worry about people. We worry about stupid stuff. We worry about, oh, they think that I'm trying to draw attention to myself because I'm going to speak today. (laughs) That's the things that we believe. When he's just saying, do what I ask you to do. Just get out of the comfort Stop being in control. 
Like, stop that. Get out of the shallow waters and let me take you deeper. And sometimes that's just a little bitty thing like getting out of my pew and coming to the front right there. To me, it was good enough to get out of my pew and go over there. And he wouldn't let me because if I go to the front up there where that star is, they're really going to say, oh, she's trying to get all eyes on her. When actually, I want the opposite. <laughs> but we have to be willing to not be comfortable. So I had this dream a few nights ago, and it was real troubling to me. Because in my dream, it was this baby. It looked like my grandbaby, but, but it was a younger baby. But the baby was playing with this red snake. And I'm in the dream freaking out. Put that snake down. That's going to hurt you. That's bad. That's not good. But in the dream, it was a pet. And because somebody said, oh, that's the good kind. You know, it's a pet. It's okay. So he's like swinging it around and, you know, doing all this stuff and playing around with it. But the fact that it was red, God was saying danger. I mean, what does it mean when you see something red? Stop. Stop it. But we have gotten a hold of these things when we get out in this water that's troubling and then we don't know how we're going to make it on our own. We didn't take Jesus with us. we got to figure it all out. So then we get in these relationships or jobs, circumstances, whatever it may be. And we want God to bless it. So we're playing with it like I've taken it as my own. And it's okay. It's okay. And he's telling us the whole time to stop it. Stop playing with those things. He was giving me that song. I'm trying to remember the words. We all know that song, Oceans. It says, he called us out into the waters, into the unknown. Like, we don't always know what's out there. And all I can do is talk about myself. Because I don't know if everybody knows my situation. But... One thing I have found out, divorce makes you feel like a failure. It just does. In everything. It just does. And not saying it was all my fault, all his fault, because it takes two. But you know, it's been a few weeks back, I came in here and it's like, I would get a hold of God and I would go so far with him, and that thing would come sit on me again. And then I would, I would press my way and go so far with him, and it would come sit on me again. And then I finally made my way up here one night, and Evangelist Monica come to me, and she said, Sister Brandy, you know, I might be wrong, but I've got to obey. You know, I could be wrong in this, but I just feel like it's a spirit of grief. Well, I was sad, and... Grief wanted to just grieve. So I didn't want anybody to pray for me. Somebody else come up and laid hands on me. I didn't even know who it was at the time, so I'm sorry. Because when you pray for people when they have their walls up, I know you can feel that. And I wasn't trying to do it on purpose. But what I felt was 
leave me alone and just let me cry. Just let me be sad. Don't put any pressure on me to get a breakthrough because I can't. That's what I felt. But that was grief talking because grief wanted to grieve. It wanted to keep grieving. I was grieving. It wasn't him. I, I was grieving who I used to be. Like I thought I had lost myself. I didn't know where my identity lied. I didn't know what to do with myself. Like everything about my life was gone and changed in an instant. So I didn't get my breakthrough that night. But I went home and it just kept playing over and over and over until I finally hit my knees and the spirit of grief broke. It broke off of me. But then he took it to another level after that and showed me that it was failure. That I felt that if I would have just done this, because look, every it's, it's built in us. Every woman wants to be fought for. I don't care who you are or what you say we want to be fought for. And because I didn't feel like I was fought for and that somebody just easily gave up on me, then I was a failure. Because if I would have done better, if I would have said better, if I, if I just would have been better, I wouldn't have been such a failure. And it's taken me a long time. I mean, it's been about five months now since that's been over with. But it wasn't over with in me yet. And it wasn't until really like a week ago, honestly, that he broke that failure out of me. But first, I had to get to that place that I got all that hurt and hate. Because this is what he said, hurt turns to hate. So I'm asking you, if you have hurt, take care of it. It's so important to not let hate come into your heart. I did that. So maybe like in the midst of your storm that you've went through, that you've been battered and you've been like that ship that's been beaten and you, and you feel like you've just been abused. And I don't mean physically. I mean emotionally. We can have so much hurt. But if we don't tend to it, it's just like a wound that gets infected and it's left to fester and then it becomes toxic. Just like that snake, that thing, those things we hold on to. And we don't take care of them. And we don't cut that off. We don't get that out of our heart. And then it festers and it turns into hatred. We got to take hold of Jesus. And we got to give him our hurt. And we got to forgive others. And we got to let him take us deeper. Everything's for a purpose. We don't always see the whole big picture, but it's for a purpose. It's because he wants to take us deeper to a new place in him, but he wants us to let go of all of these hurts, all of this resentment, all of the unforgiveness. And I know God wants somebody to know that you're not a failure. You know, we're human. But all we got to do is take back a hold of Jesus. He's so forgiving. He's so loving. And he's always there to hold us 
and to take us through that storm. We just got to be willing to go through those deep waters. And when we do go through those deep waters, we're going to go to a deeper place in him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.